I'm Tommy Stinson. This is Brian Bell from Weezer and The Relationship. This is Guar. We're Muncie Gals. This is Cindy Wilson. This is Tony. And this is Miles. From Fastball. We're, We're the, the Regrets. regrets. And, and you're listening, listening to Cigar City Radio. 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 Welcome to a very special 50th episode of Cigar City Radio. I'm your host, Randy Ojeda. And making the magic happen for the 50th time, Mr. Jason Solanez. Hey, Randy, what comes after 50? Um, I mean, 51. Me. Uh, mm. With help from medical science and research. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There, uh, there comes a necessity at some point for blood pressure medication, and I believe that's how they found this cure to um, the post-50 years for men. Jason, you need to talk to your doctor to make sure your heart is healthy enough for sex. I don't think sex is the problem. I think the combination between Cialis, Levitra, and Viagra is the problem. Okay, there you go. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that one of our favorite music services is Spotify. Not our only favorite. We have lots of favorites. Shout out title. But we do love Spotify, and we are on Spotify. So if you are also on Spotify, you should follow our user account, Cigar City MGMT, on the service. We have a number of public playlists where we can help you discover new music, new tunes, and also follow along with this podcast. So you can start with the Cigar City Radio Companion playlist, which features all of the music heard and discussed on this show. You can follow the Tampa Mixtape, which features some of our favorite independent and major bands from the Tampa area. And you can follow our 2017 New Music playlist, which features our top picks in the world of new music from every genre, no matter how popular or how underground. And lastly, you can follow our Cigar City MGMT Popular Tracks playlist, which features popular tracks from the Cigar City MGMT family. How about that? And you can also follow my 90s and 80s playlists, which are kind of fun. The 90s one is called Now That's What I Call 90s. You'll dig it. Our guest on this episode is the amazing, legendary Tommy Stinson from the band The Replacements. Now, if you're a longtime listener of this show, you can go back to episode five with Jay Cridlin from the Tampa Bay Times, where I went on record and said that The Replacements are my favorite band, and they have been for some time. We actually invited our good friend Michael Mills from the band Mail Order Brides to join us for this podcast. He was the person that introduced me to the replacements back in middle school. So, yeah, I've been kind of obsessed with them for a while. And I can't believe that for our 50th episode, we got Tommy Stinson. It was just perfect. Couldn't ask for a better guest for this milestone episode of Cigar City Radio. He is currently on tour with his band Bash and Pop. They were opening for the Psychedelic Furs at the Capitol Theater. Got to meet him and hang out for a bit. He made fun of my face, which was awesome. Told me that I had a face for radio. It was literally the first thing he said when he walked into the room. What a guy. Very awesome to interview him. I'm actually very rarely nervous before interviews, but this was one where even the drive over there, I was like, oh man, I'm about to meet Tommy Stinson. Like, I'm fucking obsessed with this guy <laughs> so hopefully we didn't uh fanboy out too hard during the interview i don't think we did he was it, he was pretty cool um took some selfies with him after the interview too which is something we don't usually do with our guests but hey it's tommy freaking stinson man very delighted that this is our 50th episode thank you to everybody that's been listening since episode one if you haven't been listening since episode one you got time now you can go back you can start at the beginning and you can see how much better we got at podcasting or worse, I guess, depending on how you look at it. I don't really know. Maybe we've gotten worse. 
Uh, anyways, we're excited for another 50 episodes coming soon. And, you know, thank you so much for listening. So here it is. Special edition episode number 50. tonight with his band bash and pop yes uh, you're playing your tour now with the psychedelic furs right? yeah how did that come together i don't know exactly <laughs> manager hooked it up knowing that butler and our friends and uh and it seemed like a good pairing i guess yeah it does. people seem to be enjoying it i think we're at our what second or third gig in so today will be our third and it's been good, good. It's really cool that you uh, took the time to talk to us today. We appreciate that because uh, we've been fans of you since, obviously, back into the replacements and Perfect and into your cool. solo stuff with, you know, Village Gorilla Head and everything. And it was just, it was kind of surprising to, you know, the original Bash and Pop record came out, what, 1993? And yep. then now here we are, it's 2017, and Bash and Pop is back. Yeah, just kind of a funny thing. You know, I... I made this record, this new record, in the in the way that I wanted to make the first record, and I ended up wearing more hats on the first record than I wanted to, but from playing bass and playing guitar parts and different things that um, this band can do without. I mean, I don't have to do it with these guys. They're all good players. They all they all understand the music really well. It's just a different time, but um, the intent was was the same, and so I think this one actually might have turned out to be more of a a band record than that one ended up becoming. We're talking about how the record has a timeless sound to it. Yeah, the production. I love the production on it because it doesn't sound like a lot of modern albums sound nowadays. It doesn't sound overproduced. It doesn't sound compressed. It sounds like kind of timeless sounding. Yeah, I mean, that was was Don Smith's forte. I mean, he uh, worked with U2. He's worked with Tom Petty, all kinds of different people. And I think his, his claim to fame was that he really knew how to make the instruments that were there sound the best that they're going to sound without having to, you know, dress them up in technology, yeah. so to speak. And I think people do that now, I think, more as a to try and make different sounds and stuff like that. He was just really good at making things just sound as best that they possibly could. Um, and that's why a lot of the records he has produced or worked on have that same kind of quality to them, you know, kind of a timeless. They just sound like really good recording. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, timeless is the word. Yeah. I was so glad you released it, you know, as a Bash, Bash and Pop album. It's like, I always thought Bash and Pop has a little bit of this Stonesy vibe to it. I'm a big Rolling Stones fan. It's like I could hear that in the new album too. So. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's going to be a lot of that with me no matter what from yeah, where absolutely. I come from. I mean, the replacements had a healthy dose of that as well. So I was just explaining to someone on the phone a bit, a bit ago in an interview that all of us that were in that, you know, band would probably always have some amount of you know, the replacement sound to their records, whether yeah. it's Paul or me or even Chris Mars, you know. Um, that's just kind of part of our upbringing. Yeah. Part it's, of the deal. It's interesting, too, we've been talking about how, like, you and Paul both kind of went, as you kept doing solo records, almost went more of, like, a country, folky direction. I hear a, a little, little twang of country. Of country yeah, yeah. You know? Is that intentional? Um, 
You know, I, I guess it, it's it's not really like an intentional thing. It's more that I spend a lot more of your time playing an acoustic guitar at home than I do my electric guitar because I'm playing by myself a lot. A lot of times, I don't, none of these guys live in Hudson, New York, which is where I live. Yeah. So I'm usually just kind of playing by myself or I'll call a friend over, you know, my buddy Chris Perry, who, who can kind of play drums. I have him come over to like hack some stuff yeah, out with yeah. me once in a while. But a lot of times I just kind of play on my acoustic guitar and I write rock songs on it, but there's a lot of time to just kind of, you're just kind of plucking away, you know, by yourself. I think that's probably the same, would be the <laughs> same thing for Paul, I guess. Yeah, but it's not really intentional. It's not like I'm trying to be a country star or anything like that. But Yeah, not yeah. that it gives off like a country album feel, but it's something I noticed, you know, yeah. same with his later albums. It's a little bit more, like <clears throat> some Hank Williams kind of vibes yeah. in there a little bit. Yeah, sometimes. yeah. My uncle Chip, via marriage and then divorce, him and I became really good buds about 10 years ago, and we started writing together, and he comes from like a rockabilly uh country past and so you know he's gonna be he's gonna probably bring more of that to the table gotcha. you know than uh just about anything for me but. yeah and then now you got it through you know with bash and pop there's a new single a couple singles i think with uh nicole atkins yeah 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 so, i mean she's definitely a you know a country <laughs> country star. well she's yeah. got she's kind of all over the place she's kind of more of 60s french pop than country true. If you ask <laughs> true. Me, yeah, but, yeah 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 um you know she's she's a great she's a great producer i think what we did with her is she, um, I, I heard her new record and I, uh, um, the first song, I'm a little crazy. It, it blew my mind and I was like, man, I should do a duet with her with Too Late. I had this song I've been sitting on for like 12 years and and she she took the bait. And so we happened to be in Nashville playing a show and we had maybe seven hours to do it. And we walked in, they were tired. We said, you tell us what to do. You're producing it. <laughs> What do you want me to do? And she came to the table. She did a little arranging of the song, both songs actually. Had had you know Joe playing a beat that he was kind of going. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> and Steve and Justin, you know, playing in the control room, and they're kind of going, give me that look, like I don't know, man. This is kind of I don't know. Put me in a closet with an acoustic guitar, and uh, boom, what you get is uh, those two songs, and um. You know, I think she did a really great job of it, and and we wouldn't have known, and so we heard it after. Oh, that sounds great! Yeah, yeah. we wouldn't great. have we wouldn't have you know had done that without her. Yeah. Like we were, those two songs were going a whole different direction. Yeah, until then, it was and different. it's cool, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, too late is beautiful. And are you going to do more songs with her too? I don't know. I mean, I, I, if I had an ch- opportunity to, of course I would. I just don't know. She's busy working her record right now. We're trying to find some some time to go perform this on TV, but our schedules are not really allowing for that right now. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> we'll see. I mean, um, we're looking at options for like the fall or the you know the new year where we could either tour together, play, or record, do something. Yeah. Because like cool. I said, she was a really good producer, I think. She really, you know, and for me right now, I like the idea of having someone else kind of direct because like I've made these solo records, you know, that I'm wearing every hat and yeah. you tinker around too much yep. when it's all up to you and, she, you know, you're taking it all in. And uh, I'm kind of over that process for the at the present time. It's nice to be directed sometimes not to do all the thinking. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Also, it, also sometimes it's tough to like know when to stop with a song. You know? Yeah. It's like you, yeah. Can you can drive yourself nuts ever. just driving yourself into the ground, beating the hell out of something long and come out with nothing better than yeah. it originally was. Yeah. You know, yep. 
yeah, at some point you need to let it let it go, you know? Yeah. So, let gotta it be. move on. So, yeah, right. So <laughs> I saw you a couple years ago. I actually saw the replacements reunion um, at Riot Fest in Chicago. And I, I, hate, right. I hate him for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also saw Tommy Stinson's show that you did at the Double Door in Chicago, like shortly after that. That was one of my favorite shows that I saw while I was in Chicago. And what was cool about it was it felt like everybody in the audience was your friend. You didn't actually know everybody there, but that was the vibe. It was like everybody was just hanging out with Tommy Stinson for the night. It was one of the cooler vibes. You yeah. Know? Every video I've seen of you, you and Paul's, you know, yeah. stuff that you guys done since the mass, it just seems it's that vibe of like, we all are here for the same reason. We're all, you know, it feels like everybody's friends. And it's yeah. like, I doubt that yeah, yeah. everyone is. Yeah, but if it would have felt that way. It's that vibe. Yeah. Yeah, Everybody wants to be there. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, kidding. But it was interesting at that show to see you pick up the acoustic guitar. You played a couple tracks acoustic. And yeah. For, you know, I hadn't seen you really do any acoustic stuff before then so is that something that you're bringing into these shows too no not on these shows particularly um on the longer shows i was for a while doing some like breaking it down acoustic bit but i kind of got sick of doing that Uh, unless something falls apart and then i forced to play a song by myself then i'll go stand on the bar with an acoustic guitar or something but for the most part (laughs) i'd like to you know just kind of keep the electric in hand and I don't like changing guitars too much. It's kind yeah. of a pain in the ass, kind of breaks up momentum. Yeah. So I try to steer clear of that kind of thing. That's rare to hear from a, from a guitar player, you know, because a lot of times, <laughs> like, you know, guitar players are switching out every couple songs. Yeah, that's that's a guitar. That's a guitar owner. Not a guitar <laughs> player. <laughs> that's true. You have to show off all the different guitars that you have. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> all different tunings. And- We're at the start of this tour now with Bash and Pop. Are you working on doing another tour to start next year, too? Yeah, well, we're always looking to kind of continue this on one way or the other. So I think these, this single's got Too Late's out now. Um, the flip of that's going to be out in October. At some point, we're going to do some more recording maybe another single in the new year and then do a full length with the singles that we did to kind of fill it out nice uh, and put out a new record in the, in the in the new year the idea is to not sit dormant too long and to kind of build this brand somewhat um so we're you know as passion pop yeah gotcha. yeah um in the meantime you know everyone's got other jobs and other bands that they play with so when they do that i go out with Chip Roberts and do Cowboys in the Campfire. And that's where we break it down, where it's just two guys with two guitars making as much racket as we can. Nice. That's you and your uncle? Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. That's and, awesome. Um, we do everything from playing small clubs to playing house parties. It's just him and I in a van. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. I'd love to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. We, we have a lot of fun. Maybe some people could say we have too much fun. <laughs> have you released something through that? We're, we've got two, a couple songs that we're going to release here probably in the, in the, by the end of the year. Sweet. Yeah, I'll definitely. Like, what was the name of it again? Cowboys in the Campfire. Cowboys in the Campfire. You're here <laughs> first, kids. Any chance that maybe you'll bring back like Perfect or go back to the Tommy Simpson solo name anytime you, soon? Or? You know, I don't know. I mean, I kind of like this idea of having the band right now mm-hmm. um, uh, and having the Cowboys in the Campfire thing. They both satiate me in a certain way that, that's good. I don't... You know, the perfect guys are all over the place, different lives and stuff like that. So I probably won't be bringing that back. But, you know, at some point I'll probably be stuck making a record by myself again because everyone will have moved on or something. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, you've, like, consistently made records in some way or another or toured with somebody, like, forever, I feel like. Yeah. Well, the solo records were almost as an aside because I was in Guns N' Roses and I really couldn't get out and really work those records properly, you know. It became kind of a 
a bit of a bear to do it. So, um, so I think I'm probably going to stick with this for a while and try and keep it, keep it moving. Yeah. I saw a lot of awesome videos of, you know, I guess, I don't know if it was during the GNR sets, if you would put your own. Oh yeah. Kind of yeah. couple songs, but oh, yeah. Yeah. you doing motivation on stage with them. And I yeah. Think I, I want to say it was the undertones. It's something. It was just some cool covers, some man. Some different stuff. Teenage yeah. Cakes. Yeah. yeah. I was blown away by that. Covers, yeah. 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 No, that was really cool to see. I think we did a Sex Pistols song. How oh, nice. Sun. It was awesome to see you playing with Guns N' Roses. How did that, you know, how did yeah, that, that come together? Yeah, that still kind of just blows my mind a little that, bit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, they were looking for a bass player, and, and I knew the drummer, Josh Freeze, at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah, and, a great And, uh, you know, we, I went in as kind of a lark to see what, they, what, would, how, what, what would happen, and they liked me, so they fucking hired me on the spot. Um, and it was a great 17-year run. I mean, I had a, I had a ball, worked my ass off, and it was good yeah. work. Um, saw the world in a different way in a different band, and uh, made some really lifelong friends, which was really great. Yeah, and you were you played on the the Chinese Democracy album, yeah. right? Which is yeah, like legendary. Played and wrote. I remember reading that when you dropped off from Guns N' Roses, they were just touring so much that what are you going to do? I don't know. Yeah, you know, I had some <laughs> some personal things going on back at home, which prevented me from being able to go on tour with those guys. And after about the fifth time of them calling and me saying I can't go, I've got to take care of my nine year old. They stopped calling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then it was imminent that that reunion was going to happen, I suppose, at that point. Is there any chance of another replacements reunion in the future? I don't know. There's a whole lot of different things being talked about. Like, you know, I'm told that they're going to make a movie out of that book. They want to make a documentary about the blah, blah, blah. They want to do this. We got the live and Maxwell's thing coming out. Yeah, I'm so excited for that. Yeah, I so I don't really know. I don't, you know, I would never say never, but... Um, things are going to be kind of active for without us for a while, so we don't really need to do anything to let the yeah. chips fall where they may for the moment. I think it's interesting because, like, uh, Michael, who's here, he's actually, I've never called him Michael ever. Mills, never who's here, <laughs> yeah. he, he's the guy that introduced me to the replacements I'm, back I'm in guilty like, of, yeah, uh, back in like seventh grade or something. I'm the know? guy in, in, my, in my circle that like just forced everyone to be replacements fans yeah, girlfriends yeah. bandmates family members like but it's weird because i felt like going through high school and college i didn't know that everybody else loved the replacements yeah and then you guys did the reunion the album reissues and everything came yeah. out and then all of a sudden it's like man everybody loves the replacements as they should yeah. but i worked in a, in a record store in 08 when those reissues came out and i pre-ordered the hell out of those things yeah. man and i i don't know that's one thing i wanted to ask you is how was it you know after all that time not you know doing the replacements to do those shows and have like all those people there. I just feel like the, the payoff of that must've been awesome. It was good. Awesome it was good. So you know, we off. played in front of more people than we'd ever had. And Everyone and, chanting and the words <laughs> seemed, seemed to be kind of a good thing. Um, it only got, you know, probably that last year we probably could have done without, I think, uh, to all to be honest about it. I think that maybe we wore it out a little bit much, but, but you know, we had a good time. It was, you know, we set out to do it to make people happy and, uh, and in turn, we got paid for it, and you know, it worked out good. You've already told us a little bit about what's next for Bash and Pop, but you know, anything else on, on the horizon that you can kind of tease for us? Uh, look out for my TV pilot. You got a TV <laughs> really? pilot? Whoa, 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 whoa! Back it up, back it up. Tell us about this TV pilot. <laughs> I've been filming a lot of different things over the last couple of years, like me interviewing bands, me. Um, you know, doing different shows and doing different, you know, bits. Uh, and I'm turn- we're going to shop a TV pilot here the next next month. 
And a buddy of mine, Dave Steckert, a couple other my film buddies, you know, helped film a lot of the stuff. There's some funny bits. It's lifestyles and music and food, yeah. shit like that. And uh, yeah, we're gonna take it to market in, like next month. Oh, that awesome. sounds like right up our alley. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, any any chance to interview oh, bands and stuff is always cool. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's me. You know, it's not my forte, but it, it's funny to do. It's fun to get into, um, and uh, I can get stuff out of people that you know <laughs> interviewers might not be able to get out. I'm a musician and all that. So yeah, yeah. It can be fun. <laughs> that sounds awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. Any Definitely. any particular networks you're trying to shop it to? Or? Well, we haven't we haven't decided how we want to approach it yet. We wanna we got to figure out what it's going to cost us to make it, gotcha. and that'll that'll direct us to which way we got to go with it. Gotcha. Right on. I think we've figured out it could probably take us, you know, fifty to sixty grand to make an episode. So. Wow. It's going to be someone that's got some money is going to have to pony up. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the dream, right? To find that person with money to pony up. Yeah. (laughs) Lucky, you know, my name and, you know, some of the people that we know, the people that actually do these kinds of things. I've got some people that we're going to have to take an approach, like Netflix and, you know, what's the other fucking, one of the other, you know, cable networks and all that stuff. yeah. Yeah, that's right on. That's really cool. Well, uh, that's not what I expected you to say. That is not at all what I expected you to say. <laughs> yeah. But I'm I'm glad to see that uh, you know Bash and Pop is going strong, and you know I'm just happy that there's going to be more Tommy Stinson music in the world. There's going to be Me a lot too. more Tommy Stinson everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> lots, lots of uh, Tommy Stinson like ball sweat everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. it's just going to be all over the place. Got to keep myself busy. I gotta say, I, mean, I, I love the new album. It might be Thank my you. favorite thing that you've done. Cool, man. I really well, thank like you. It Appreciate it. It might have dethroned Friday Night is Killing Me. Yeah. <laughs> there you I'm go. Still, it's still up for debate. We'll yeah, see. That's, that's fine. I'm fine with that. <laughs> and after so long, it's amazing that it's it's like you picked up right where you left. Yeah. Yeah. You know? that, yeah, that to me is the most amazing thing. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. uh, uh, any final thoughts for uh, the Tampa Bay area, the Cigar City radio listeners? No. I think I think you guys covered plenty, basically.